1: I have a question for everyone. There's over 100,000 of you that listen to us on a regular basis. We have had over 3 million downloads, 3 million listens in just the past year and a half. So this has become and is the number one listen to podcast for real estate folks, but you know, not by design. We have now have expanded our listenership to include a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs and things of that nature, which is certainly an unintended nice thing to have happen. So I have a question for all of you. And uh, Julie, welcome to today's podcast.
2: Yes, thank you. It's always great to share the show with you.
1: Um, Likewise. So here's the question I have for you. How are you feeling today, everyone? Not Julie. I know how Julie's feeling. How's everyone else feeling? Are you feeling any of these things? Are you feeling lack of direction? In any way, are you feeling a need? Are you feeling a little bit confused? Are you feeling at all uh, overwhelmed? Are you feeling like you need to be busily burning up, the Internet looking for the latest easy-button guru-type Mickey Mouse? Are you looking to think that you have to grow your business because you're going to buy leads? Are you falling into the seductive trap of thinking that the way you're going to get to the next level is by forming a team? Are you uh, spending all of your energies doing everything other than what you should be doing in your business? Um, I ask that question knowing the answer for most of you, and it, most of you listening are real estate folks, and I know the answer already is because I've been coaching people in the real estate industry for two decades. I know what you guys mostly go through a normal, predictable, emotional uh, roller coaster this time of year, and the roller coaster goes something like this. I had a great year. Oh, shit. How am I going to do it next year? Okay? Or the other roller coaster is I had a terrible year. What am I going to do differently next year? It's usually one of those two paths, it's, or, you know, somewhere in the middle. But that's how most people feel this time of year. And those emotions, those, that, a question like that, which is a huge question, results in all the things I said, uneasiness, feeling overwhelmed, feeling a lack of direction, and it's all totally and perfectly normal for entrepreneurs to go through that type of uh, process. You know, it's funny, Julie, we received quite a few, uh, 50 or so emails from listeners, which is more than we normally receive as a result of a, just a thing we said on the show, and we had people that were emailing us thanking us for telling the truth about entrepreneurialism and being your own boss and how you have to work probably twenty times harder than you would have at a normal job and how you have to yep. have pretty much antivirus software running in the back of your head at all times, thinking about you know whether this is working right or that's working right, um, you know, and if you've not grown up or if you've not, Julie and I have been working uh, as partners and businesses for our entire married lives which is almost 30 years and we worked together before that and so that sort of insane lifestyle is normal for us Um, and let me tell you guys as you ascend the the need to have 24-hour antivirus software running in your head that's kind of a joke just kind of set the precedent for how you actually have to be as an entrepreneur that never goes away so you know, I re- I appreciate the fact there are so many people that appreciate the fact that we told the truth that owning your own business is actually an incredible amount of work and that many of you really truly are better off if you keep your main source of income, uh, be it a normal job, and do real estate on the side. And, you know, in real- the real estate industry, what I just said was uh, is basically, you know, it's almost saying something that is going to result in, you know, Julie and I somehow finding ourselves at you know the other end of a rope, because some people just see it as such a, an absolute you know, scourge that part-time agents are in the business. But the reality of it is, is part-time agents make up the bulk of the business, and so why not basically make it so that they can be successful, that it will help the whole industry. So how are you feeling? I mean, I've, as a result of last week's podcast that we were talking about owning your own business and things of that nature, I know how some of you guys are feeling. You're feeling exactly like I just described, lacking direction. So here's what we're going to do. On today's show and probably tomorrow's show, Julie and I are going to do our best and convince you guys that real estate, and by the way, any business is vastly simpler than you think it is, and the reason that you have all those feelings of discontent um, are because you are allowing yourself to be distracted and pulled in too many different directions. You're not focusing your best energies every day on what matters most. And so what we're going to do is we're going to drill down, and we're going to focus obviously on our core audiences, are real estate folks, and we're going to show real estate folks how to basically get your life focused and all your best energies focused on one thing. That's what we call the magic number. We are going to explain exactly how to figure out the magic number and exactly how to make the magic number your true north. So you're always on mission focused on what that magic number represents to you and your business. Uh, so that's what we're going to be doing today and tomorrow. Now, before we get to um our topic julie i believe you have some folks you'd like to acknowledge
2: yes this is a great example excuse me sorry everybody i'm getting over my cold here and we'll try not to snort and snipple too much uh this is a great example of how not to be a secret agent we have a saying here which is secret agents have skinny kids meaning (laughs) if everybody you know doesn't know what you do you're being a secret agent and you're not making the money because you're not helping the people that you should be helping by being a secret agent. So here's how not to do this. This is from longtime listener and coaching client, Andrea Cooper, who lives in Pennsylvania. She writes, flu shot today, and I opened my mouth and started talking to the nurse and told her I'm a little late for my flu shot this year because I've been really busy. She asked me what I did. I said I'm a real estate agent. She said, oh, my husband and I have just started looking for a house of course cuz that's how it always goes by the way okay so the nurse says I've, we just started looking for a house so i qualified her they're renters their leases up in may they have two kids they're looking in montgomery county haven't been prequalified yet i told her i'd be happy to assist her at which point she shoved the needle in my arm i'm sure that's only the first bit of pain that'll be inflicted upon me but i got her email address and we'll be contacting her immediately ha open your mouth andrea writes so nice job It really does work that way when you talk about what you do. Maybe it's not always going to be the person you're talking to, but somebody they know who also needs your help. Also, wanted to give a quick uh, shout out to Stephen Young in Nampa, Idaho. He writes his quick checklist: 5 a.m. workout done. Uh, I'm sorry, 5 a.m. wake up, then work out, morning huddle, role playing, time to get at it. Are you on schedule today? Let's get at it. He writes very early in the morning. So, thank you for being on top of it, Stephen. He's playing into the very often uh, posted pictures of your vacant parking lots and empty offices where our coaching clients are the only ones who are making all the money, helping all the people this time of year. So nice job with that. Uh, Let's see, lots of examples of little pop by presents like Master Bynes who lives in Charleston, South Carolina. He did a simple candy cane uh, deal with a message on his card and he's delivering those out, getting himself out there. A lot of you guys are going after expireds because there's tons of expireds happening since the month churned over. There's a great example of some expired door hangers. Get you guys out there door knocking, the ones you don't have phone numbers on. So nice job taking action. That's my summary. Back to you, Tim.
1: Yeah, that's good. And so reminder, guys, it is a change of the month. Now we're on the 4th of, of December, but you're going to still have opportunity. Uh, working the expireds. a lot of you guys did that over the change of the month. or You're already picking up listings and listing leads. And also a reminder that our book, uh, Harris Rules, remains the number one international bestseller. If you guys want to be part of the mastermind that we started about 90 days ago, we're going to be doing a few more mastermind calls yet in December. You can participate in that mastermind, um, but you do have to purchase the book. And we would prefer if you'd read some of the book so that when you leave us, what we would appreciate being a five-star review, uh, that you will be uh, based on your actual experience reading the book and not just doing it so you can get on the mastermind. So, after you do that, then please email help at Tim and, and let them know that you did that, and they will give you the username and the pass, or the phone number and the passcode to get on the mastermind, and then you can participate. Uh, the feedback we're getting from the mastermind is actually leading Julie and I to the idea that we should be doing a mastermind just with Julie and ourselves, similar to this one, the TFW 1010 Challenge, that we should start doing something like this on an ongoing basis. And so we are in formulation stage of figuring out what to offer you guys um, so that we can keep the momentum going. Because so many of you who started with that mastermind about 90 days ago are taking listings and losing weight. And the encouragement that we're seeing you guys offer other people uh, Folks participating in the masterminds encouraging Julie and I to think, well, this has obviously got its own life now. We shouldn't just end it at the end of the year. We need to probably continue it into next year. If you all think that's a good idea, do let us know. Email me, Tim at timandjulieharris.com, or Julie at timandjulieharris.com, and we will figure something out. The idea that we are thinking about, by the way, just to put it all out there, is we start basically theming each month of the year. We, the mastermind basically has specific you know goals, like the last quarter of this year was the 1010 challenge, lose 10 listings, or lose. Ten pounds uh, uh, pick up ten listings in the last quarter of the year, so maybe you know January will be something similar to that, and then for every month that you are successful and you participate. Uh, then you will maybe have a, get a T-shirt or something saying you accomplished the goal. Some sort of gamification of it to make it fun and sort of a lot of you guys. One of the things that's crappy about owning your own business, especially real estate, is you feel so isolated and alone. And when you're trying to achieve something, when you're trying to go to the next level, it is almost impossible to find somebody in your immediate world that's going to reinforce that. So our mastermind is designed so that you guys, regardless of where you you know, when Julie and I sold real estate in Columbus, Ohio, and we were trying to achieve great things. We could ver- we would very rarely run into somebody else that would be, you know, thinking the same thing or trying to do the same thing. Mostly, it was people that didn't like the fact that we were being ambitious, didn't like the fact they, you know, because everyone has this, most people I should say have this uh, misconception that or misperception that there's a, you know, the pie is only so big, a scarcity mentality. So we'd run afoul of that all the time, but that doesn't exist on our mastermind. And so maybe that's something we should be doing next year. You guys gotta let us know, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. So let's talk about this. I want you to take really good notes because if you really in- ingest and apply what we're sharing with you today, you're going to feel a huge sense of relief. Literally, you're going to have clarity that maybe you've never had. You've been in business maybe real estate for ages, and you never, uh, you've always felt like you were being pulled a different million different ways. I completely and totally understand, and I can also tell you that after you listen to what we have to say, you're going to see that feeling of being overwhelmed and lacking direction is optional, and you no longer have to participate in that level of insanity. So what I want you to write down in your notes is I want you to write down some – let's just start with the basis of – so we're all on the same page. Work, in fact, I'm going to share with you three facts. Fact number one, working with buyers is physical labor. Working with listings is mental labor. I'm going to – you know, that's kind of – it's self-explanatory, isn't it? So when you work with buyers, you're having to give up your nights and your weekends. You're having to literally put in the physical effort trying to show them the house, the opening of the doors and all the Mickey Mouse that goes along with working with buyers nowadays. Whereas when you work with listings, for the most part, you can have a very professional nine-to-five lifestyle. Working with buyers, you're working by design when they're not working. So you're working nights and weekends, which means your family – Suffers, which means your free time suffers, which means you suffer because at the end of the day you're ending up building, burning the candle at both ends, right? So if you, some of you who've only been in the business for 10 years think it's normal just to basically buy buyer leads and st- keep yourselves in that paradigm, I'm telling you right now that that is the worst way to try to scale a real or to build a real estate business. Forget scaling because of the fact you ultimately have no control. When you have listings, guys, you have control. Here's a simple question. If you had, uh, I could give you, I'm going to give you a choice. You can have 10 AAA must-sell sellers listings. Here they are. Or I'm going to give you 20 even uh, buyers that says they're motivated to buy a house. What would you rather have? Every single one of you are going to say the listings. Why? Because you know that once you do a certain you know, there's ten checklisted things that we want you to do every time you take a listing. Those things can all be delegated, the placing of the sign, the putting it in the MLS, the writing the description, the home brochures, the this, that, and the other thing. And once those things are done, then you can literally systematize Uh, the servicing of those sellers until you receive a contract. Then you negotiate the contract, you know, as the main agent, and then you hand that contract off to a transaction coordinator and they take it to closing. So the nice thing about listings is you literally can have a normal life. You can start every morning at the same time and end every evening at the same time. Rarely, and by your choice, Will you have to do things that are outside of the realm of a normal 9-to-5? Or let's just be honest, there's no such thing as a 9-to-5 anymore, more like an 8-to-6. But you will be in control of that. Number two, the more listings you have, the more predictable and duplicatable your income is. So if you guys in most markets, if you have 10 listings at all times – No, Julie and I had to have, typically, in order to hit our financial goals, we had to have at least 25, depending on the price range, but realistically close to 40 listings. We have coaching clients, and in order for their magic number, as we'll get into more detail here in a second, they have to have 75 listings, but for the most part, most of you guys can have... All of your financial, uh, account, everything you want in life, if you have 10 listings at all times. Some of you can do it off five listings at all times. Again, we're going to get to the, you know, the reasons why in a second. But here's the simple fact that it, we're all starting with the same basis of understanding here. The more listings that ha- you have, the more predictable and duplicatable your income is. But realistically, the more is a bad, you know, Julie didn't phrase that right. What she should have said, I think, was when you have your magic number of listings the more predictable and duplicatable your income is. Correct, dear? Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah, correct.
1: Fact number three, if you haven't made the money you need to meet, uh, meet or exceed your goals in your family, you just haven't found enough people to help. Or put it in a different way, the difference between you and anybody else, and this is an interesting little epiphany for some of you. When you see somebody that has money, that has something that you want, it could be the way they look, it could be the relationships they have. They could be, well, I mean, we're business coaches, so it could be the success that they have, the money that they have, the, you know, whatever, right? The listings that they have. You need to stop being jealous and stop thinking that they took something from you because they didn't. The only reason that somebody has really more than you, nepotism aside, the only reason that someone has a, a better, a, a, less quote unquote, a better life experience than you is because they know whether they can verbalize it or not. It's a different conversation, but they know the more people that they help at a high level accomplish their goals, the more of their goals they'll be able to accomplish themselves. That's it. So if you see somebody that's living a very, you know, uh, poor lifestyle and you see somebody that basically is suffering month to month, if you see somebody that's basically like – Oh, it's a victim, it has a victim mentality, or doesn't feel like there's enough to go around, or is always looking for ways they got screwed. Or, I mean, will you see where all their focus is? It's on themselves. Their ego is dominating their thoughts. Whereas the person who has what you might see as abundance in their lives, they're focused on helping other people. They know the byproduct of helping other people at a high enough level is that they then will get the benefits from it in a very tangible way, they'll make more money. You guys understand what I'm saying here? So stop struggling with all the sort of socially acceptable forms of excuse-making for being complacent and look at it as for what it really is. When one person has more successful, success than another, it's simply because the other person put in more effort to learn how to be of service to other people or they worked a little bit harder. They, In some cases, I don't know where you're starting, you know, 100,000-plus of you are listening, so I'm not really sure your amount of uh, effort that you put in uh, per day, but I will know from having coached for a long time that for the most part, when someone starts out, unless they're brand, brand new, when someone starts out, the difference between uh, being like where they are and where they want to be, say someone who's selling, say consistently 25 houses a year, and they want to go to say, 40 or 50 houses a year, because their magic number says for them to accomplish their financial goals, they have to have this number of listings all times, which will result in this money, home sales multiplied by the average commission results in this output, minus taxes and the rest of it, and gives them, you know, that, that's the formula. We're going to get to it in a second. But the difference in effort required to go from where you are to where you want to be is probably less than 20% more effort every day. Now, if you're just getting started and you have no momentum, it's extraordinary effort. But what will happen is you 'll get to a certain level of performance, and then for you to go to the next level, it doesn't really require as much effort as it did initially to start so here's the thought for you again, you have to be very clear that working with buyers is physical labor. literally, Julie and I now we haven't done this in probably five years, but if you add up the amount of time that you spend working with a buyer now. Unfortunately, some of you don't have any basis of comparison to the time you spend look, you know, working with the seller. But on average, you're going to spend usually 15 to 20 times the actual physical time working with a buyer than you would have working with a seller. It's that much work. It's that much more time. For those of you who are feeling you know, burned out at the end of the year and wondering if you could do it all again, if you've you know, based all your performance on, and your income on buyers, I can understand why you feel a little frustrated because it's very difficult to continuously uh, put that forth of effort in because eventually you realize the futility of it. By the way, guys, there's no reason to believe the market conditions are going to change next year. There's still going to be what feels like a lack of inventory in most markets, even in like, places in the Midwest where Julie and I are from. So now we're going to do the math. So Julie, you want to get into it? Do you want me to do this too?
2: Uh, you, to you always explain this a little bit more succinctly. I'll get you started, and then you can drive it home. So let's start out with what we've found from the treasure map and lots of coaching calls. Let's just say, to use an easy number, let's say you need 5000 a month to pay your bills. Okay? That's to keep the lights on, but to have the lifestyle of your dreams, most people, it's not 20 times that. For most people, it's about three times what it takes to just pay your bills. So if you can survive on five grand, you can have a killer lifestyle on 15. So then let's say your average net commission to you is 5,000. It takes one closing a month consistently to keep the lights on, and three closings a month to have a rockin' lifestyle. And obviously adjust accordingly. If you've got five kids in private schools and you live in Manhattan, your numbers are gonna look different than what we just described. But for most of you, the math works that way. So the question comes down to this. How do you achieve that income regularly, not sporadically? So many of you listening right now know you can do that. You've done it before. But the challenge, and I always call this the quintessential top producer challenge, is not doing it, it's doing it month in and month out. Would you agree with that, Tim? The consistency. Yeah, of
1: definitely. It. And yeah, and the reason that Julie's having me do more presenting today, because she has a sore throat. But look, Julie's doing what she didn't want to do and she didn't want to do it. And she's doing her coaching calls, and the she's also on the cup? podcast. And she, has, and, she's, yeah, that's right. and she has a premier coaching call after that. So just so you guys know, we're actually doing what we say we're, going, you know, we're living by our own advice here. So let's look at this for what it is. Here's the concept. Every single one of you has a magic number, to Julie's point. And every single one of you, the magic number, write this down in your notes, is the number of listings you need at all times so that uh, based on 30% of those listings selling per month, that that will equate to enough money per month. For you to accomplish all the financial things that you have that's based on your real estate treasure map. By the way, you all now, Premier Coaching Members, Premier uh, Coaching Members, alert, make sure you're completing your real estate treasure map now. It's on the Premier Coaching website, along with a lot of training and education on how to fill it out and ask all the tough questions, get them all answered. The rest of you, we are still giving you the real estate treasure map, but it's just download only, uh, but it's still a great basis. It's one of our probably I mean, of all the things Julie and I produce, we get a lot of acclaim for Harris Rules, but really the Treasure Map, I think, is one of the most important books we've ever written. Um, we just, you know, it's never been really promoted, but it's a great thing because based on the feedback, people love it. So all you got to do is get your free copy of Real Estate Treasure Map. You can go to Amazon and buy it, but I'll give it to you. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and you can download the Real Estate Treasure Map along with five other books. And when you do so, you'll also be entitled to a coaching call with one of our new member coaches. All of you want to have your head screwed on straight about your lead generation for next year, and that is the whole point of the free coaching call with a new member coach. They're going to help you get started on your lead generation wheel. It's not a full-blown coaching call. We're not Dr. Phil. It's a business call. So just keep that in mind so you have realistic expectations so you can get out of that call as, it, as what's intended, and basically walk from a call having direction. That's really the goal. So here's the magic number formula, I'm a, and we're going to break it down for you in more detail, obviously tomorrow. But in, I'm going to make this very simple. To Julie's point, okay? She said, for example, if you need, uh, I'll even make it more basic just for the sake of explanation. Let's say you do your real estate treasure map, and you determine you need roughly $10,000 a month. I know, LA, that's what you spend a day at Starbucks. I get it. Or New York, that's what you spend, you know, that you spent this morning uh, getting your waffles. I get it. But let's just say for the sake of math, because Julie and I were English majors, not math majors, and we always like to keep the math easy for our sake. Let's say you need $10,000 a month to pay all of your bills. Now, by all your bills, that will be determined by the real estate treasure map. That includes your taxes. That includes your savings. That includes 529s. That includes whatever else you're trying to pay off and the rest of it. $10,000, I know for most of you, is a low number, but just bear with me. So how do you do it? How do you basically uh, you know, r- embrace the magic number concept? Now let's say you're selling real estate in a Midwestern town. None of these crazy extremes like you see on the coast, but a Midwestern town where the average days in the market about 90 days and the average commission is about $6,000. So how many houses would you need every single month to have sell in order for you to basically earn uh, $10,000 a month? I'll actually make it simpler. Let's say your average commission is $5,000. So you'd need to sell, are you guys with me so far? On average, only two homes per month in order to uh, accomplish your goals. Now, what Julie said, which is also you know, hugely valid, is let's say you want to nail your goals, knock it out of the park. You want to pay off your house. You want to buy a rental property. You want to, whatever it is financially, well, then maybe you want to make it so it's 15 grand a month. So now you have to sell three. So how do you do this? You want to sell three houses per month. This is the magic number I'm about to give it to you guys, and we're going to help you. again, we're going to help you drill down on it more tomorrow. You have to sell three houses a month to cover all your financial goals. Your average commission is $5,000. How many listings do you need at all times? We think, based on averages in the nation, you'll need approximately 10 listings at all times. I know. I, I know what you're thinking. Tim, in my market, if I had three listings... They would be sold before the ink dries. I get it. So you have to adjust accordingly. But generally speaking, the reason that we want you to concentrate on having a minimum of 10 listings at all times is because the market can change. And if you have got the chops to basically get uh, to build up to and maintain 10 listings at all times, What's going to happen is when the market changes, and the days in the market changes, sometimes in less than 60 to 90 days. You guys will – again, I have to remind myself that some of you have only sold real estate in markets where there's been really hyper inflated appreciation, uh, and you've only sold real estate in a market where it's only been a seller's market. Some of you have never sold real estate in a real market or a normal market or a normal normal market. Right. Well, it is normal. I mean, if you've only sold real estate in a, hyper, in, a, in a seller's market, yeah, that's normal for you. But what happens, guys, listen to what your coach is telling you. The market does not take years to adjust back to a normal market. What you'll start seeing is the days in the market no, – and real estate folks, generally speaking, will not talk about this. Your broker, generally speaking, will not talk about this. It will not be in the newspaper. It will not be at your real estate conference. The snake oil salesman that comes to town trying to sell you buyer leads will not talk about this because they don't pay attention to it. You need to pay attention to it as a small business owner. And so what happens is the days on the market starts to go from, say, 30 days, then it goes to 60 days, then it goes to 90 days, then it goes to 120 days. Then, then people start talking. They say, well, things are sitting on the market forever. And then what happens is sometimes it will even get worse. Sometimes it actually adjusts up to about 180 days. In, mo- in a normal market, listen to your coach, the average days on the market usually is between five and six months. Not days, not seconds, not milliseconds, but months. So, in your market, if your market goes from having an average days in the market of like two weeks, and it protra- and it extends to a month, then it goes to two months. You need to have the muscles already built to maintain, to build and maintain ten listings at all times. That should be your minimum standard. Everybody listening, your magic number should be ten listings at all times. Now, here's the thing, again, that's really amazing about those of you who are blessed with really high sale prices. If you're in LA and you're like Ben Salem, who I interviewed last Thursday, who deals with just basically strictly strictly upper upper end, a lower end sale for him is going to be like two million dollars. Now in LA, his average commission is about uh, you know it's about uh, it's five percent on average. So on a two million dollar sale, he's going to make a hundred grand, right? I mean think about that guys. That's if he double ends it. Now if he only gets one side of it, he's gonna make fifty grand. So if his personal now, Ben is not a real, you know, copious spender. He lives a very normal, you know, he has a great house and lives in a great neighborhood, you know, down the street from the Kardashians and all this. But here's the thing about people like Ben and Ben in general. <clears throat> they're smart enough to basically always be squirreling away money for a rainy day. And that's what we want all of you guys to do too, buy rental properties. Be fully funding uh, retirement accounts. Be funding 529s. Doing things that are, you know, going to basically take care of you. So when the market changes, you are able there to exploit the changing market, and not be washed under. As the, you know, right now when you guys have heard this before, when when the tides rise, basically everybody looks like everyone looks great. And then when the tides go back in, you can see all the people that were swimming naked. Well, I promise you, in the last ten years, there were so many people that have that look like, you know, they're on the top of the world now. But as soon as the market changes and the days in the market extends and credit starts to dry up again, you're going to see all the people that were living these big, beautiful, consumptu- uh, consumptive lifestyles who were doing it all on credit. And most of them were doing it on credit that they got from, guess what? You all know it, don't you? Real estate, HELOCs, form, not, if not a HELOC – They're doing it from refinancing and just pulling money out. That's how people have traditionally funded these lifestyles, not from cash flow. Now, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily as long as everything's appreciating, but what if it isn't and then you find yourself with too much debt on your assets or too much debt on your depreciating property? Then you're in a situation called bankruptcy or you're in a situation called negative equity and you're completely wiped out. So by keeping your head clear and focused on having 10 listings at all times, and doing your budgeting around the concept that three of those will sell every single month. And I know, again, in some markets, it's a lot more. Or if you're like Ben Salem, three sales equals $150,000, where he's going to make $1.8 million a year. Ben can more or less take care of himself and his family quite easily and take care of future generations of Ben Salems quite easily on that kind of money because he doesn't blow all of his money. So... Your real estate magic number, and we're going to get to more of the specifics tomorrow, is the number of listings you need at all times to at least meet but ideally exceed your financial goals. That means, guys, that you can literally totally scrap 90% of all the things you're spending your best energies on every day. You can stop worrying about your pretty websites. You can stop worrying about your lead follow-up systems. Look, there has to be lead follow-up systems in place but these long-term drip email campaigns, guys, the jury is back in. They don't work. They don't work to the extent in which many of you hope and pray that they would, so stop doing them. Literally, I'm giving you permission to stop wasting your time and, most importantly, your money on all these little gimmicky things that people told you that you need. You don't need IDEX on your website. Nobody is searching on your website because all of them are going to realtor.com or Zillow. Okay, That's a fact. So. There's $150 a month. Sometimes you're paying more than that. Just stop doing it because you don't need it because nobody cares. And as far as having a website, I think even having a website for a real estate agent nowadays is dubious. You can have a business Facebook page. You know, you can have a, use your broker's website. Oh, hold on now, Jim. A website's an asset of a business, and an asset is something that can be sold. Real estate agents' businesses aren't sold, so that's a bad argument. As far as establishing branding and all this other stuff, there's another big time-wasting, money-sucking activity that you guys should not be doing. You do not need to do any of the things, 90% of the things that people try to sell you on, building your team, hiring buyer's agents, working on your logo. You don't need to do any of that crap if you're focused on basically getting to and maintaining 10 listings at all times. You can get to and maintain 10 listings at all times. You, your headset, your script – you know, ideally a stand up desk and maybe one administrative assistant, and you can make a fortune. You can make a million dollars, two million dollars, three million dollars in normal markets. Matter of fact, Chris McGee, who is a regular listener, longtime listener, who I, uh, we're scheduling to be on the podcast, he earned $750,000 this year. And he did it with him and one assistant following exactly what I'm telling you right now. Countless other people have done the same thing. Chris's name just popped into my head because he sent me an email recently. So there you go, guys. That's what the magic number is all about. It's our attempt to give you permission to focus on and only on the things that actually truly matter in real estate. Then all of your best energies every single day go to getting to 10 listings at all times and then attending ten, list, 10 listings. Yeah, you'll have some sell sometimes. So you're going to have to replace the ones that sell. The, most, uh, the, the hardest part of this is getting to the 10 listings at the, in the first place, and we're going to talk about how to do that uh, turbocharge on tomorrow's podcast. So guys, please, I, some of you, treat some of these ideological beliefs that you have about how to, what it takes to be successful in real estate, you treat them as a religion, and that is a mistake Stop tribing up around the idea that you need to have a team. Stop acting like you you are a tribe just because you're part of Keller Williams or you're part of whatever other brand. Stop thinking like that, guys. Those thoughts are making you broke. They have nothing to do whatsoever with you making money and helping people and getting rich. Nothing. You're being manipulated. That's the bottom line. You are being manipulated to serve other people's purposes. Your highest and truest purpose is being of service to other people. The easiest way for you to have any kind of th- anything that resembles balance in life is going to be focused all your best energies every single day on being a listing agent. Get to and maintain at least 10 listings at all times, and then assume, because it's true, that 30% of them will sell, assuming they're not lots, so they're not weirdo properties, 30% of them will sell automatically out of the MLS every single month that all of your energies, all of your best energies are not spent working with buyers, are not spent looking for the latest get-rich-quick gimmick, but they're spent looking for and looking to replace the listings that you've just sold. That is what one would call an insanely sane and profitable way to run your business. And by the way, this does scale to virtually any other industry too, if you guys think about it. All right, so we're going to wrap it up. Because I have to get to a coaching call. Email me directly if you need me for anything. Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. Your homework from today's podcast is if you've not yet purchased Harris Rules, please go to Amazon, purchase it, leave a wonderful review. I'd certainly, sincerely, and I really do appreciate it. And then email help at timandjulieharris.com and we'll get you into the mastermind. Number two, if you're in the mastermind now and you want us to continue doing that into the next year, let me know so we can, you know, have some motivation before we waste a bunch of time and effort behind uh, creating that. And and number three, I want you to go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and download your real estate treasure map. It is your business plan. It is your absolute positive, 100% GPS, true north, on mission plan for next year. Download it. Fill it out. It's not just for your business. It's actually for your life as well. Um, and yeah, and we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow.
0: This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching.